Welcome to the Live Your Purpose podcast, featuring compelling interviews with big-hearted people in the Oklahoma City metro area who are leading, creating, and innovating on purpose. Get inspired by conversations with passionate difference makers from our local community. I'm your host, Charles Gossett, life purpose coach and founder of Full Integration Coaching. On today's episode, we sit down with Christy Gossett, a passionate music teacher and music education advocate who uses her position to inspire children of all ages to experience the joy of music. And now, the Live Your Purpose podcast. Welcome to this edition of the Live Your Purpose podcast. Today, I'm here with special guest Christy Gossett, who uses music as a medium to make meaningful connections with children of all ages. Her desire is to help children discover that music has a place in their lives and can make a positive difference. Her first inspirations were her own elementary music teacher, her piano teacher, and her voice teacher when she was young. Since she was a teenager, she has also used her voice as an instrument for her faith. Music has always been an enormous part of her life and has been a vehicle for her inner passion. Christy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Charles. Yeah, it's really, really good to have you on the show. Uh, we've talked back and forth about having you on as a guest because I talk incessantly about this show and my business <laughs> with you. <laughs> so you are basically the executive director or uh, some really important title like that. <laughs> and you're also my wife and, yes, my best friend. So it's really good to have my best friend on the show. Well, thank you, Charles. It's good to be here. <laughs> and in these days of coronavirus and quarantine, I should say that we are actually live on location at our house. In the backyard. In the backyard. We're outside enjoying the sunshine. I think it was about uh, 50 degrees yesterday, and it's 85 today. Yes. This is Oklahoma, born and raised, <laughs> so we know, we know how that works. Well, as you know, um, on the Live Your Purpose podcast, we start each episode with a kickoff question and just see where the conversation takes us. Okay, so you've chosen yours, mm -hmm. and we'll start with that. So, Christy, what makes you want to get out of bed in the morning? My family. My family makes me want to get out of bed in the morning. We have two amazing teenage daughters, and um, then I get to go to work, and I get to be with children all day, and I get to make music with them, and that's just the best way to spend my day, and that makes me want to get out of bed. Yeah, so as a, because we know each other so well, um, typically you don't have too much trouble getting out of bed in the morning and not a lot of trouble going to sleep at night, for the most part. Is that true. correct? That's true. <laughs> okay. That is a gift, people, I'm telling you. Of the many gifts that uh, my wife possesses, that's one of the top, top five for me. <laughs> I do not share that gift. Um, but I do want to get out of bed in the morning. Just going to sleep at night is troublesome for me often. Uh, well, very good. So you, you love to do what you do. And um, tell our listeners a little bit more about what you've been doing for all these years. What? I don't even know. 20 plus or almost 20 years? Yes, um, over 20 years. It is over 20, okay. Yeah. Yes, it's 18 years in the public school system, but then I've taught music in other places besides the public schools. So yeah. I've taught private lessons and kinder music classes when I wasn't teaching school. I've been choir director at church, at various churches that I've been to, and um, all of my jobs have always revolved around music. Yeah, they have. And as 
I didn't. I don't think I got to it on the verbal bio of you. But what is some of your your background in music, and and how did you um, get to be doing what you're doing today in terms of like professional development? Okay. So um, when I was young, I loved music in elementary school. I had the most amazing teacher, Kathleen Reynolds. She is still a mentor in my life today. And she was really my inspiration for becoming an elementary school music teacher. I also had an amazing piano teacher and voice teacher and violin teacher. Music was what I did in my teenage years. I was always in choir and orchestra at school. Those were my groups of people. Those were the people I hung with, the people that I wanted to be around. And then when I went to college, I went to college as a vocal music performance major and loved that, but started to discover education in that time and decided, you know what? I really don't want the life of being on the road performing. I want to be with my family. I was dating this really nice guy at the time that, that? I ended up marrying. Oh, okay. Well, that's and me. <laughs> I wanted to uh, be able to have a family and to teach other children the joy that I had with music. Yes. And uh, for those that don't know Christy Gossett, I am biased, but you will hear other people say the same thing that. Uh, her classrooms are alive with music. When Christy Gossett is in front of a group of kids, the uh, six or seven hundred a week that you normally see uh, <laughs> yes. in normal times, um, those classes are vibrant. Mm -hmm. And and I don't want to talk too much for you because <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to advocate for you, and you can tell your own story. But uh, tell us a little bit about what what is Mrs. Gossett's music classroom like. Well, we walk in the door singing. Um, sometimes I'll be playing the ukulele as we walk in the door singing. And we get in and immediately start making music. We start singing, we start playing instruments. Um, I like to have kids um, experience music in different ways, whether it's creating music or playing games around music or um, learning to play the recorder, which we do in elementary school. I teach a lesson on ukulele. I also work with our kids in orchestra and they're learning the violin. So I, I like to get instruments in the hands of kids and see what wonderful things they can do with them. Yeah, absolutely. And some of your other roles go beyond the classroom too that mm -hmm. you're involved with. Tell us a little bit about uh, the roles in the district that you have. I am the elementary, I'm sorry, the general elementary music chair. Okay. Um, and basically what that means is I work with our fine arts coordinator and I'm a voice for the elementary music teachers. And we work together as a team for visual art and music and secondary and elementary. We work together as a voice in the district and to help create experiences that our teachers can participate in with their students. So I do that with the district. I am also, um, in my bio, it talks a little bit about um, advocacy. I've recently, recently in the last three or four years, discovered a voice for advocacy, starting with the teacher walkout in 2018. That really spurred me in that. And I am a member of our local teachers union. I was just voted a member at large to be on the board for this coming year. Um, I work as a building rep in my school. I, I have lots of different roles. You do, and, and that's really well defined. One thing that I know about you is that you have uh, so much deep experience at this point in your career, and you've made so many 
um, connections with individuals, not just children, but some of these kids have grown up, and, and <laughs> yes. you've been doing this long enough. Tell yes. us a couple of stories about the, about the, quote, kids that, that uh, have grown up and you've seen mature and become adults themselves. Yeah, that is a, that's an amazing gift that a teacher has, is to see their kids grow beyond what you've taught them. Um, I had a high school senior who saw me earlier the year this year, and he looked at me and he said, wait a minute, weren't you my elementary music teacher? And I said, yeah. And he said, you were the first person that ever put an instrument in my hand. And I said, oh, that is so exciting. And, and as I'm talking to him, we're standing in the band room at the high school. And he looks at me and says, you know, I have a scholarship to play my trumpet in college next year. So to know that I have students that have gone through my elementary classroom, are going to college to be musicians, to be music teachers, that is amazing. And one of the other things that I love doing is mentoring college students. Yeah, I've for had sure. um, over a dozen student teachers that have come through my classroom. And um, I love sharing my classroom with student teachers, helping them to learn different ways to interact with the students and to share the joy of music with them. I also have some college professors who like to bring their students to my room to observe or to participate in activities. It, I love teaching, like I said, students of all ages, so elementary kids to college kids. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And, um, you know, with some of the student teachers that you have come into the classroom, there may be listeners that don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. So what is, what is a student teacher and what do you do with them? So a student teacher is someone who is usually in their final semester of college to get a music education major. So they've had the theory, they've had the pedagogy classes, and they, they know in their brain how to be a teacher, but actually how that looks in the classroom is so much different. One of the main things that student teaching helps a, a candidate learn is how to be in a classroom with kids, with all of their different personalities and their different needs and their different desires, and how to just get a glimpse of how to manage all of that. So um, I, am, I am happy to say I think all of my student teachers have gone on in the field of education or in the field of music and are successful in what they're doing now. Yeah, that speaks volume to, to for me, uh, your capacity in that role as mentor and, mm -hmm. and, and student teaching um, facilitation. And of course, also these individuals that get involved in music education. I, I don't think I've met one single person that I know that's in, in music education that didn't want to be there. Right. <laughs> you know, they I they mean, have a passion for what, it. What a great job. You get to go and play games and sing songs all day with kids. <laughs> I could do that. You know, there may be some out there that think, no, that's not for me. I could do that. You know, <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, again, I don't like to talk about myself a lot on the show, but I'll usually take a minute for those that may not know me. Uh, and so... Christy and I both are musicians, mm -hmm. and I play more by ear, and I play guitar and sing mm -hmm. uh, in the more folk style, folk rock, country style, uh, contemporary Christian, and I've been doing that for, gosh, how old am I? <laughs> 30 <laughs> years now. <laughs> and uh, that's part of what we share uh, mm -hmm. in our house. I, I play guitar and, and sing often. There's, there's songs floating through our house. Both of our daughters sing and play instruments. Yep. 
there's creativity bouncing off the walls. They couldn't help it. They they had no choice, and both of them are going to teach something, <laughs> so <laughs> or guide others towards fulfillment. Uh, wonderful. Well, I definitely wanted to get that take on on student mm -hmm. teaching, and of course that involves connecting with um, institutions of of higher learning. Mm -hmm. And some of those universities that you connect with, what, where are some of these students coming from? I have had students in my classroom from OSU, UCO, OCU, SMU. I think that's, I think that's the, the, the only ones. Yeah. Yeah, for, so for those that are listening and you're interested in a career of music, if, if uh, Mrs. Gossett is inspiring you to pursue music, then th those are some of the colleges that uh, you can attend here within the state of Oklahoma yeah. to get your music education degree, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Okay. And so um, I, we could go in any direction, Christy, but I, I do want to give you the opportunity. I want to open it up a little bit. Is there any direction mm -hmm. that you want to take the conversation? I have ideas. I'll let you lead with your ideas. Okay, good. <laughs> well, um, so let me do this, if you don't mind. Some of the most meaningful memories, it could be two or three, that you've had with kids and their families that you'd like to share uh, in a way that, that makes sense for you and those families to honor mm -hmm. their, you know, anonymity. But what are, what are a few examples of, of what being a music teacher, what difference that has made in others' lives? Oh, goodness. The, the first story that comes to my mind is a student that I had last year in fifth grade. And um, the student, for um, reasons that their family had, their family decided to homeschool instead of being in the public school where she was. And um, I knew she had been selected to be in one of my honor choirs, and we had already talked about letting her continue that. Um, through her homeschooling, but when she told me that she was going to be homeschooled, she looked at me and said, Mrs. Gossett, I just wish that we could take your music room and set it right beside our house so that I could still come to music class. So that was powerful to me. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, that's a really powerful example right there. And because I'm privy, I'm married to a music <laughs> teacher, so I get to hear uh, these inspirational stories on a regular basis. And there are many, many, many. Uh, from just being able to be um, uh, a place of peace, a mm -hmm. safe space for yeah. kids to go. So folks may not know, you know, within the walls of the school, when it's open and in, under normal conditions, your music room is a safe place for kids to go. How does yeah. that work? Um, I've had a number of students that I've made really strong connections with that maybe have some trouble regulating their own behavior and so they have um, some special circumstances set up so that if they're feeling where they're out of control they can go to a different place in the school and until that they can get control of their emotions and what they're doing and go back to class and so I have had I have had a number of students in my length of time that my room is their safe place so the the kid will know that Anytime that I'm in my room, they can knock on my door and they knock and I let them in and have a place in the back of the room for them where they can come and each kid has their own thing that we find that they like to do. It might be drawing, it might be um, doing a puzzle or something like that, but just being in the music room to be able to do something to help them regulate themselves. And then when they feel in control, they go back to class. 
What I love about that system, uh, there may be listeners who don't realize that that's an option within mm-hmm. a school. That, yeah. You know, it's not just there's a there's a, a student with behavior issues and they're acting out and it's not controllable within the classroom. Therefore, they go to the principal's office, right? which also happens. <laughs> but, but administrators don't have that kind of time right. in these days. This is a big school. And so to, to have that within the structure of the, uh, the specials program mm-hmm. in this case um, is really a gift. I've seen it inside the school as a teacher's assistant. I've seen that. And um, to know that teachers can, can also have a break from that student for right. a while, yeah. uh, can not expose their classroom to the difficulties of that student mm-hmm. just for a little bit while that individual has a chance to, to regain composure, right. maybe learn something new and take uh-huh. that back into the classroom. Yeah. What does that mean to the teachers that you have that available? I mean, to have that option, I, I will have students that I, I know that they're having issues in their classroom and I'll tell the teacher, I'm, op- I'm available, I'm an option for your student if you wanna set that up as some kind of system for them. I remember I had a kid as a fifth grader who, um, he needed a place to come to and his favorite time to come to me and he he was smart he kind of planned it when he came to me <laughs> his favorite time to come to me was during kindergarten oh okay so this was a fifth grader who would come to kindergarten class and what he wanted to do was join in the games yeah and this kid had a tough life and i don't think he got to play much as a small child so coming in and being with kindergartners and playing was just what he needed to do. Yeah, I know this story. <laughs> I acted like I didn't to, to further the conversation, but I really do know this story. And one of the topics that I enjoy learning and, and teaching about through my coaching practice is play. Mm-hmm. And like the science of play, it's an evolving field, you know. but there's a lot that's being learned about yeah. states of play and what it means in those formative years of yeah. children. Uh, there's lots of really uh, strong evidence that uh, play in early childhood leads to better emotional regulation. Oh, yeah. Sociability, you know, and, and less uh, acting out and issues that come in adulthood. <laughs> right. <laughs> which I know you've seen, too, in, in families and, and maybe even in kids that have graduated. And, yeah. And gone on to have trouble. Yeah. So uh, that's phenomenal that, that you're able to have that in the school system. So for those other uh, educators or administrators that are listening from other districts, there's an opportunity that you can do <laughs> with your music program. What does it mean to you to, you mentioned the word advocacy before, what does it mean to you to be able to have music within, especially the Putnam City Schools District? I feel very, very fortunate to teach in Putnam City because um, fine arts are valued. Um, there is, I remember when we were first looking at moving back to Oklahoma City, I was wanting to get back into the classroom and so I applied to, my, my parameters were a school in Oklahoma County. There are 17 school districts in Oklahoma County. Wow. Or at least at that point in time there were. Yeah. And so that was a pretty wide search. And in my search, Putnam City was one of the few that had a full-time music teacher at each school. Mm-hmm. In most schools, one full-time teacher would travel to two, maybe even three different schools. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to have a home base, to have a population of kids that could get to be my family. And so that's, that's what I have now. And Putnam City is one of the few districts that has that. We have, I think, one school in the district that 
has two part-time teachers, but that's because that's they wanted to be part-time teachers. Other than that, it's full-time, and you get to really embed yourself in the school and in the community. Yeah, you absolutely do, and, and that seems like a natural segue because, you know, where have you been today? <laughs> I have been out delivering food today to some of my students. To some of your students, seeing them not quite face to face, but from from a distance, <laughs> right behind a mask, behind a mask, and 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 so I won't tell the story for you because it's just such a uh, a moving, touching uh, process that you all have going. The school mm -hmm. system has, and some partnerships involved yeah. too. If you wanted to describe some of those, so what specifically were you doing today, and what have you been doing really since the COVID nineteen outbreak? Well, one of the things to kind of start at the beginning of yeah. the the outbreak when we had our first week of spring break, which we didn't realize at the time it was going to be the first, we just thought it was the week of spring break. <laughs> right. Um, when it was announced that school buildings would be closed until April 6th, one of my first thoughts was we have kids that have a huge food insecurity and they are already identified at our school. We work with the regional food bank to give them extra food to take home over long breaks such as spring break. And one of my th first thoughts was these poor kids are gonna be three weeks without seeing the people that they have connections with, without getting that food security and um, in, in conditions that some of them are pretty bad. And so we can't really change the conditions that they're living in. We couldn't change the fact that we were not gonna be in school for three weeks, but we could do something about the food. And so we went out during spring break to our families that had already been identified with needs through our regional food bank, food bank backpack program. And we touched base with them and um, we got some more food to them so that they could make it through the time. And it was really heart touching because we, we went face to face to a lot of them, went up to their apartments, knocked on the door, stepped back six feet and talked from that distance mm -hmm. because they didn't have phones or we couldn't get a hold of them by phone. And some of the stories were really heartbreaking. Um, we had one family tell us, I'm so glad you came by. We just, yesterday we broke our change jar to go get some groceries because both mom and dad lost their job and weren't seeing another paycheck. Yeah. So um, we were able to start with that. And then as things have progressed in the COVID-19 pandemic, we found out that school buildings were gonna be closed for the rest of the school year. And um, our school really worked well to find partnerships with private individuals making solitary donations with local churches near the school and with the regional food bank to get more food. When our teachers were contacting students to get ready for our continual learning process, um, that was one of the questions we asked. How are you doing? How are you doing with food? Do you have a need? And there are a lot of our students who have a great need. So we started compiling a list. And what was so exciting today was we were able to contact all those families that told us they had a need, let them know that the regional food bank had dropped off food and we had already had staff that had worked to box that up. And it couldn't be on the school site because the school building's closed, but it was at a church site near the school and they could come up and get a box of food. And 
we gave away over a hundred boxes of food today and most most of those boxes we, we kind of planned it for two children per each box mm -hmm. so serving about 200 kids today and it was amazing it was wonderful to see the kids and their smiles <laughs> yeah. and their waves i'm sure I, my, my cheeks hurt from smiling so much <laughs> although they couldn't see it because i was wearing a mask oh that's right yeah so picture that <laughs> but i mean i was smiling anyway and it was yeah. just great to see their faces and to um give some of those kids a hard time that i've been that i've known forever right and um we had kids from all over the district and all over the city, really, that mm -hmm. came and, and were able to get some of that food. And that's something that we're going to be continuing to work with the food bank to do more. Yeah. So big shout out to the Regional Food Bank of mm -hmm. Oklahoma and, and local partners that are involved all over, all over the state yeah. and within the Putnam City Schools District and Oklahoma City Public Schools. Uh, big thanks to everyone who's out there making a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that first of all kids don't learn if they're hungry and so we know that that first need needs to be met they've, they've got to have food in their stomach and then they can connect with their teachers and we can do this continuous learning process that's so new to everyone but it I love uh, another thing I love about Putnam City is one of the first comments made in this is we have amazing teachers that do amazing things in the classroom and continual learning is not going to be that but what I love is that we have amazing teachers and we have seen new amazing things we have seen teachers that have worked countless hours we weren't supposed to start working till April 6th but we have put in countless hours to get things prepared and to connect with students and to make phone calls and to reach out and make sure that these kids that are also in quarantine know that they can have their needs met, someone loves them, because some of them don't have a lot of love at home. Right. Some of them have a lot, sure. and that is awesome. Yeah. But to know that there is more than just these people I see within my four walls mm -hmm. that are thinking about me and caring about me, and, and we're gonna learn something too. One of the things I love about this time is that we, we don't have to be limited in what we're learning. We can learn math through cooking. We can learn science through gardening. And, and why is that, by the way? I mean, I know why, but <laughs> our listeners, they may not. Why are we able to, why are students able to learn in these new ways during this time? What, what's causing that? Well, a lot of it is, is time. Yeah. We, we live in such a busy society. I know in our family, yeah. we have activities almost every night on a, sure. regular, on a regular schedule. Yeah. But without that regular schedule, our youngest daughter loves to cook mm -hmm. and we have been treated to some gourmet meals yeah and um, our oldest daughter she loves to be connected with people and has found new ways to connect with people and every time she goes out and we go out every day to school to get lunch at school and every time we get back she is just talking a mile a minute because <laughs> she has made connections if it's just with the people that are passing out lunches and the person at on cue but we're making those she's making those social connections and living what she loves right you know and through the leadership of joy hoffmeister and many many others but that's one name that comes to mind yeah. that uh, is so supportive of teachers yes. and education in our state that 
you know, things have changed. Yes, and they and, have. and our teachers and school systems are trying to adapt. Mm-hmm. And what I... What I'm grateful that the public is able to see on a, on a bigger scale, hopefully now, is that teachers overall really have a lot of unity, if they didn't know that in 2018 <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> during the walkout. <laughs> but they're also really resourceful and adaptable mm-hmm. and resilient. Now, they're human also. You know, this is hard for everybody. But they know how to create new ways of doing things right. and finding ways forward because they're used to doing that with a class. Uh, room full of children right. every day and then a school full of classrooms of children yeah. every single day. And if you think of specifically Putnam City teachers, we haven't been able to get into our school building. So we have been able to have have an administrator get technology for us if we didn't have it. But we have classrooms in these locked school buildings full of resources that we use every day. And we don't have those with us at home. So we're having to create new things. And all the things that your teachers are sharing with your kids are not the things they would have been doing at school because those are still at school. Yeah. But they're things that they have created and thought of and made at home to share with your kids at home. Right. And because we're spending so much time together right now, like other families uh, in our situation, I've gotten to see some of these created works come to life. <laughs> and I've been behind the scenes, you know, and <laughs> stage left and stage right in the wings <laughs> as some of these videos and other resources are being created. Yeah, working with my green screen and a picture of my classroom and getting my ukulele out and singing with my kids. Yeah. They're not here, but when they see the video, I'm with them. Yeah, you absolutely are. You carry that <laughs> spirit very, um, very well. Uh, okay, well, very good. I wanted to ask you, too. Oh, this is a funny question. I'm glad I didn't forget it. <laughs> I, <Uh-oh. laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. So now that I've set it up, um, how many questions have you been asked about Zoom today? Uh, not many about Zoom okay, today. what's the topic of the day? The, the, the topic that gets me the most is um, on our school Facebook page. Yeah. Parents are so concerned about pictures. School pictures, yearbooks. Okay, they, these annual pictures yes, that schools yes. do. Right. Yes, we took pictures the week before <laughs> spring break. Yeah. And during spring break, parents were asking about pictures. It's like, we just took them. <laughs> so making sure that parents know pictures will get to you. It yeah. may be September, but we will get your pictures to you. Right. And who knows? <laughs> there's probably dozens of reasons why, but they care about their kids and right, those pictures is right. one. But I'm wondering if some of them are the same ones that stocked up on toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. <laughs> yeah, so that's really cool. Now, if you don't mind, some of the new roles that you're in, how has it changed not only the way that you teach, because that's, you know, we know that's it's a mm-hmm. completely different platform that we're all discovering, but what are some of the new roles that you're in now that you're not in the classroom every day? I'm doing a lot of um, management and organization type thing as the... Uh, elementary music chair. I'm working with all of the elementary music teachers to create weekly resources for the district to use. So we're working together to create themes for each week and videos for each week and um, online activities that kids can do each week as a district. And so I'm kind of coordinating that effort. And then I'm also the team leader for my specials team at school. And so we are, at my school, we are putting out videos. Each specials teacher has a day of the week that we get to do. Mondays was Musical Mondays, so I got to post my video. And um, 
So I'm kind of helping to organize all of that. I'm also an administrator on the Facebook page, so I'm constantly looking at the Facebook page and trying to help answer questions that parents have, get them connected where they need to be, post challenges for kids to be engaged. And um, then, then I'm also producer of my own videos that I'm making for, for my classroom. So um, as a teacher, most of us, our favorite thing is to be in the classroom with our students. Yeah. And that's the one thing we don't get to do right that's now. That's right, that's right. So our other skills are being utilized, but um, we all are ready and eager for that time when we can get together with our students. Oh, I know it. I know that you all are. Um, for those that may not know the term specials classes, what does that mean? Um, specials are um, sometimes they're considered elective classes, but in the elementary, every student goes to specials um, each day. Our specials are music, art, PE, physical education. We have a STEAM class uh, for science, technology, engineering, art, and mechanics, I think. Don't quote me on that. Math, yeah. thank yeah. you. Right, well done though, yes. <laughs> um, we also have a computer lab. We have an action-based learning lab. Our counselor is considered in our specials and our librarian. So all of these people are reaching out to students since we don't, we are used to seeing all 650 kids. Right. And there's no way that we can call all 650 kids. And honestly, parents don't want their classroom teacher and every specials teacher calling their child. <laughs> <laughs> they have enough to do. Right. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to split up kids so that we can um, give kids the opportunity to know there's more than just one person in the school building who knows them and cares for them and is reaching out to them. That's so important because I've, I've worked for myself, uh, quote unquote, I use that term very loosely, especially in front of my wife. Come on, are you <laughs> kidding me? Um, I do my own business, but I don't do it on my own uh, by a long shot. But I've, I've worked virtually for five years. You know, I've, I've met clients in person, but I've also met by phone and Zoom or Skype for all of that time. So I've, I've adapted in some ways, mm -hmm. not to this condition that we're in now. <laughs> this is totally different, but there's some familiarity to me at least. And one of the most important things that I've learned is be really clear about communication when you don't see a person yeah. directly face to face because um, it, it, you have to use a lot more words and a lot more messages to get something through because you're not in the same space. You can't just uh, riff back and forth to each right. other really quick and right. figure it out. Uh, and if you can, it's usually just one-on-one. -on -one. You know, if you're on a Zoom meeting, sometimes there's 20 people. You can't, <laughs> right. I don't know how they get anything done sometimes in those meetings, but, but they are uh, indispensable also. So, yeah, that communication piece. Mm -hmm. You're doing a lot of that around the house yes. right now. Yes. Yeah. yeah, my phone will go off and I'll get a group me on my iPad and an email on the laptop. <laughs> yeah, she does a hundred times more communication than I do. I, anybody who's listening to this episode uh, as it's, you know, as we're recording it now, just know she's probably missed about 150 notifications. <laughs> probably not that many. <laughs> she should be earning six figures. I'm just telling you. Okay, that's my plug. Um, well, very good. So in this time, in our last 10 minutes or so, I wanted to ask you this question. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about the impact that specifically music, but any of the arts, what does music do for us right now as people mm -hmm. in the time of COVID-19? There, there's a quote, I'm gonna see, I'm, I won't get it exactly yeah. right. Um, the quote is um, something akin to, 
the, the purpose is not for children to make beautiful music, but music makes beautiful children. Ooh, I like that one. So Cheryl Lavender, I, I, I botched that I know, but um, that, that's the point is that, in, in, especially in this time of quarantine, you can look, I, I mean, there are people who listen to music to help regulate themselves, to help be calm. People are watching TV shows, they're watching movies, they're playing music. Those are all fine arts, they're reading books. Those are all creative endeavors that make our lives more enriched. So um, I don't care if a child goes through my classroom, they don't have to become a musician. They don't have to learn an instrument and practice it and, and perfect that instrument. If they can come through and know that learning an art helps to make them a better person, then that my goal is accomplished. If they come through and know that they love music and they have that, they have access to that gift their entire life, that's the point. I would love if you continued on and became a professional violinist. That would be great, but that's gonna be just a few people. I love that I have students who have gone on to become music majors, but I also have a student from Pawnee that I'm still in contact with. Pawnee's where I taught when I f we first got married, when I yeah. first started teaching. Yeah. Who his family is all musicians and he is a meteorologist right. in Florida. And I, I know what the weather's like in Florida because I'm Facebook friends with him. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to know that he has music in his life. Yeah. And he doesn't do that as a job. He doesn't play an instrument while he's given a weather forecast but I know that his life is enriched by that. Right. And that's, that's my goal for students. Yes. And, and one of the things that uh, we all know about music is that it can be that source of calm and centering, but it also can help us find our emotions when we don't know how mm -hmm. to express them. Yeah. You know, I can't tell you the number of times that I've been <clears throat> at a public performance or just listening to a song by myself when I've been moved and found uh -huh. out, oh, I must be feeling that, whatever, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> whatever just happened. And it, and it helps me to express that feeling that's inside. And right now, I know there are many, many people that just wish this was all under control. And you know what? It's not. No. And it won't be nope. for a while. And really, that's how most of our lives are. Yeah. And this is me talking. That's my perspective. <laughs> that, that there's a lot more that's outside of our control that's within it. We build these systems to help us manage better and have less things to cause us stress. But when some of those systems break down and, and we have to respond to crisis like the one that we're in, you know, we're transported back in time in so many ways. Right. And um, technology is there, but not for everyone. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's people that right now that don't have Internet access uh, and they're out of touch with all kinds of people. And right. they, maybe they can't pay for their phone either. Mm -hmm. So. Um, lots of challenges right now that maybe we're not used to in our times. But, uh, but music, creating something too. You mentioned mm -hmm. the other arts as well. Reading, but also like, uh, like our daughters do, they create. Whether yeah. they're creating signs <laughs> for their friend's birthday party that they're doing a drive-by birthday party for, um, or making recipes at home that take like two or three hours to make. Yep. Makeup uh, sessions. Makeup sessions, which also <laughs> happened today. Not on me. I'm not a willing participant. But our dog may have some new eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll post a picture. <laughs> she, she was a willing participant. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So creating something does give you a sense of, of uh, calm, but also of, of capacity, of control, of, mm-hmm. of, of being able to do something about struggle. Mm-hmm. And so I would just encourage anyone who's listening, if you don't think you're creative, just try to create something, whatever that is. Right. Start, start playing an instrument. There's all kinds of YouTube videos out. Um, learn you can paint. go to the Western Oaks Facebook page and learn how to draw. Okay. Our art teacher has some wonderful videos. All right. Well, I'll make sure and put that link in the show notes <laughs> <laughs> along with some other links from folks that we know. Um, and so get creative. It's a mm-hmm. way to, to improve your sanity and help you make it through this time. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. And then uh, with our closing couple of minutes, I did want to ask about that. What are you personally doing that, that you'd like to share to help keep you sane and, and keep you... Um, Afloat. Mm-hmm. Not that every moment of every day we're going to be afloat. I know <laughs> right. I'm not. Right. But what are you doing overall that seems to be working for you right now? Um, I know for me, controlling what I can control. There's a lot that's out of my control right now. One thing I can control is, are the dishes done? Yeah. That's something that I've taken to doing every day. Just make sure the dishes are done. And the, the kitchen is, is a nice place. I've been playing the piano more. Um, I've been reading. I, I'm, I used to be an avid reader, and that just kind of fell to the wayside. Honestly, my mind is spinning so much with everything that my reading right now is audiobooks. But I love it. I can do an audiobook while I'm washing the dishes. <laughs> yeah. And so um, doing those things that I haven't had time to do before, but I know really ground me. Yes. And now we've got all the time. <laughs> we certainly so do. The time is there. There's no excuse. So. Right. And, and our society is, is really adept at being distracted. Mm-hmm. You know, I am too. And which is one reason I talk about intentional living and life purpose. These are things that, that ground us in place and in who we are. And the benefit of trying to live an intentional life is that you have more courage, more resiliency. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still an anxious person. You know, I still have trouble sleeping some nights and things like that. Uh, that's core to my personality. But, but the things that Christy's describing right now, I have different versions of those things that are helping me. You mm-hmm. know, gardening, being outside uh, more often now. I, I have fewer excuses not to. And I'm like, right. well, what do I want to do now? I could go eat another snack. <laughs> or, or it could go outside and dig in the dirt for a while. Yeah. I know Our which dog one's going to make me feel be better. In great shape because we've been on daily walks with the dog. We have, yeah, we have. And Beasley is the name of our dog. Uh, <laughs> you might need to know that. Just wanted to say her name out loud. <laughs> I'm just picturing her cute little eyebrows as she was poking her head through our sliding glass door uh, before we started this interview. <laughs> Anyway, so special thanks to our uh, two daughters for those lovely <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, it is a gorgeous day. Uh, we're looking outside on our garden, which has many, many weeds, but it also has some beautiful plants. Our cherry tree is in full bloom. Our red bud is in full bloom. Blackberries are blooming. Uh, we have some herbs that we, all, that we planted together uh-huh. and uh, some other flowers that are blooming. It's, it's really lovely out here. We even have just... just what maybe 10 feet away from us or less (laughs) (laughs) is a robin's nest and because we've been at home we saw the robins building this nest right like every day yes (laughs) in the rain i'm like man robins are tough so 
um, it's really cool. And, and we'll close up here in a couple of minutes so they can get back on their eggs. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got plenty of worms, thankful uh, to the cultivation of our garden, which stirred up all the worms. Well, in our last couple of minutes, uh-huh. I want to, I always provide this opportunity. Any closing words, words of wisdom, uh, just thoughts about, uh, about the time that we're in right now and, and anything that you want to share with our audience. Hmm. I know for me, the, the time that we're in right now, it, it's historic. We know it's historic. Our kids know it's ex- historic. Their history teachers have been asking them to write about it. Yeah. Um, and I hope that through this time that I can show my faith, that I can share the things that make sense to me, the things that give me purpose, and make those connections with people even though we're six feet apart from each other and separated to know that we are all still together in this world in this journey we're all in our individual little homes but we're in this together and we will get through it together as as a community and i hope that through this time we discover things that we've forgotten we discover the amazing things that teachers do, the gift that school is for a student, for a teacher, for a parent. I hope that we can recognize and appreciate our healthcare providers, the sacrifices that they make, the people who are working in essential jobs that go in every day knowing that today could be the day that they contract the virus but knowing that the world needs them to continue with what we're doing. So I hope that we can appreciate each other and hopefully share some joy. And we can do that through music. Absolutely. Well, let's end there. Christy Gossett, thank you so much for being my guest today. You're welcome. been listening to the Live Your Purpose podcast. I hope you've been inspired by my conversation with today's guest. If you like what you hear, please share with your social networks and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Charles Gossett, Life Purpose Coach and founder of Full Integration Coaching. To learn more about the life coaching, public speaking, and retreat services that I offer, visit fullintegrationcoaching.com. And you can follow along with me on Facebook and Instagram at Full Integration Coaching. Until next time, remember, you were meant to live on purpose. Start living yours today.